the cup and the leaf all to be won. Everyone knows there's a job to be done. And with a team so fine, I'm proud they're mine. We'll be singing the song. Firmin Athletic Former Players Association podcast is sponsored by Starna Apparel. Affordable and stylish clothing born on the terraces. Listeners of this podcast can get 10% off their order by using code PODCAST at the checkout. Just head to www.starnaapparel.co.uk. Welcome to episode 14 of the Dunfermline Athletic Former Players Association podcast, Walking Down the Hallbeath Road where we will reminisce about yesteryear and the players who've been lucky enough to wear the famous black and white stripes. I'm your host, Mikey Mokkevich, and on this episode, we speak to a legend of the Scottish game. With honours during his career, which include the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup, the Super Cup, twice winning the Scottish Premier League, and three times winner of the Scottish Cup, he would just have one season at his boyhood heroes, but during that season, he would become a cult hero on the terraces of East End Park. In this podcast, we hear about his time at Aberdeen, playing under Sir Alex Ferguson, facing Real Madrid, and of course the 1989-90 season he spent at Dunfermline Athletic. So sit back, grab a bovril, and enjoy this one with Big Doug Rugby. Thanks very much for joining us on the Dunfermline Athletic Former Players Association podcast. How are you getting on? Yeah, we're doing good. Doing good, yeah. Yeah, we're. Um, I've just heard that we're getting the the the, the Gothenburg teams getting the, the keys of the city in May uh, uh, on May the thirteenth or fourteenth. I think it's May the twelfth. I think so. That's a that's a big deal for us, you know, the oh. club and the and the. The players that played in that Gothenburg team are getting the skis of the city, so that's that's a big thing. That's that's a really right, big game throw for us. So perfect, mate. We'll touch on your Aberdeen um, career uh, just in a wee bit, but starting off, you were born twenty fourth of May, nineteen fifty six, in in Ballingray in Fife. So tell us a little bit about growing up in in the village of Ballingray. Well, uh, obviously, it's in uh, Ballingray's uh, sort of uh, it's. Um, um, full the miners um, supplying the, the, the Mary Pit and the Glen Lavore pits and whatnot, you know. So it was quite a quite a big quite a big community, you know. You know, they had the, the, the Protestant school, had the Catholic school, and obviously Rangers and Celtic are big, very prominent there, you know. And um, there, was, there was a few that there was a few the lads supporting the family, you know. And that was uh, that was just about things were, wasn't it? Really, you know. So um, yeah, so. We went to um, uh, Benetti Junior School and then the Berlingley Junior High after that, so, yeah. Brilliant, mate. And you mentioned being a Dunfermline supporter. I've been doing the research and apparently your hero was Roy Barry growing up. So tell us a little bit oh, about I, your, your early memories of football and especially supporting he was, Dunfermline. He was a big, uh, a big player for uh, Dunfermline. I ended up going moving down to down to Coventry, you know, and it's unfortunate that um, that the Scottish clubs um, do 
supply of the bigger clubs with, with players, isn't it? Really, uh, it's, it's disappointing. But that's but that's a, that, just the economics, isn't it? You know, Roy Barry was a was a fantastic player. You know, he ended up going to the Kevlar Coventry and had a good career in the Coventry as well. So he did, yeah. Yeah, so I watched them. Um, I remember watching Fergie as well, uh, Barry Mitchell, nineteen seventy-two. Being that sort of with Dunfermline United, you know, you we, we, we passes to get into the into the wee box right, right as as the players come out. There was a, a, a section near where all the all the sort of um, people who were connected the club stood and watched them. You know, so, yeah. And I said, and I, as I say, I, um, I can't really remember. A lot about um, about the about the games. Oh, of course, because it was so long ago. But individual players I can remember, you know, like we Alec Edwards, and he was a fantastic player, you know. And who else? Uh, there were some some really good players that don't film on that state at that time. No, a lot, a lot of in seventy two when uh, when when I, I, I eventually joined Aberdeen, the the uh, film went into the old second division, you know. For a lot of lads, so it was, you know, for the boys that were maybe going into the into the reserves from from Dundee and um, Dunfermline United. You mentioned Dunfermline United there. Who who were some of the the boys that played for your team at Dunfermline United that ended up forging a career in the game? Alan Evans, remember Alan Evans, ten and a half. Yeah. We went yeah. in the we went the Aston Villa. Ended up winning, winning the big cup medal. I think he played first team with them. I'm not sure if Wally Tepney them. And uh, maybe part time or full time with the with the club, but it was a, it was a, that that team that team I played in was a lot of boys who who um who progressed it through the ranks and the and and family you know and other teams you know some with the hips and some with the hearts as well and a few of the boys went joined the dumb family and the family athletic. Am I right in saying you guys won the Fife Cup, the Fife League, and the Scottish Cup? Yeah, we did. And I that was that was a fantastic year. I think um, I, I I never realised that that um we we only we, we never we were never beaten that year. Never never we were beaten, and uh, it was it was it was some some record. I think we only drew, we only drew once. Only the only, only game that we never won. We we drew it, you know. So it was it was a fantastic. So it was the league, the Fife Cup, and the Scottish Cup. You know, it was, it was really was a really was a good side. So it was. Brilliant. And you, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but when you get to 16 years old, you're, you're released by by Dunfermline. What, how did that feel yeah. at the time? Yeah, well, no, obviously, I was, they weren't wanting me, you know. Um, um, and by, by luck, uh, Andy, Andy Young, who was um, who was for Loch Gelly, he was, he was doing a lot of scouting, and it was him, I think it was really him. At, um, he, was, he ended up scouting for Leeds. You know, he was he was doing a job for Leeds. He was trying to get me to do the Leeds, but um, I think they had enough um, sweaty socks as they call, as they, as they call us doing the the Leeds team. So they weren't wanting. So, but they had, but Andy had a, a friend. Uh, obviously, knew Jimmy Bontron. Jim Bontron was the, the manager at Aberdeen Football Club. So I went up up to Aberdeen for a for a week's trial. You know, so I I went up for a week and and lasted twelve years. So didn't know bad. Aye, how, what's your memories of going up there on trial? Being a, a wee boy for Bonnery and well, I was just a week. I was just a week. I was. I made a. I made it the holiday. You know. I mean, see, you can't even ask for a bit in that in a, a different city, and uh, you're getting your bags paid for. You're getting some cash. Some you're getting a pedium in your pocket to go and go and buy presents for your for your family. You know. 
So it was, it was really, it was really, it was good. I, I treated it as a, as a hobby, you know. I mean, I'm not even thinking that I'd be, um, I'd be going, um, sort of signing for Aberdeen Football Club. Yeah, um, because I had, a, I had a, I already had a job. I had, I'd, I'd come away for. I was wanting to go to, to go to B Thai, but my mother couldn't afford to keep me at B Thai, so uh, I, I, I ended up having a, having a technical a technician's apprentice job in Rosario Tokyo. So I always had that to go back to, you know. So I, I just went up and 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 sort of thought, just enjoyed myself, you know. In, in nineteen seventy two, you you joined Aberdeen on the ground staff. What what did uh, being on the ground staff involve back in those days? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ground staff entailed um, looking after the boots, looking after the dressing rooms, basically doing jobs about the, the the park as well. You know, uh, we were working in the park plus training and uh, plus doing over chores in the afternoon, uh, uh, washing the strips and 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 drying, getting everything dried, and then and then getting all the all the all the all the kit out for the for the first team and whatnot. You know. So yeah, that was all that looking after the first team's boots, and just keeping the place really tidy, you know, um, sweep up the dressings and all that, just the usual stuff, you know. And then when the, and then I was farmed out to a, a local junior side called Rosemount, which which was yeah, which was good as well. I enjoyed that. Brilliant. Do yeah. you think uh, youngsters in football nowadays that's missing from the game, being on the ground staff and doing those chores and making them realise you've got to work hard to to make it in the game? <laughs> I think um, I, I think a lot of the, the youngsters are uh, a wee bit intimidated with the, the workload that um, is put on. The, I don't think they realise the workload that the the, the a footballer actually does. You know, um, because I know for a fact that that um, <laughs> that going home for a going home for an afternoon for a sleep was was is what what is what we did. You know, because we were we were, we were we're, we're working with um, our socks off um, during that, maybe that two years plus the training in the, in the afternoon and then at night you're, you're glad to get to your bed. You know, I think uh, a lot of youngsters are put off um, with, the, with the workload that um, the football players actually actually put in, plus the commitment that you have to put into that. You know, when you see you're, you're sort of stopping yourself for loving just to play football. So, yeah. That's, what, yeah, that's how I see it. And then what, fast forward two years later, you you spend your eighteenth birthday in Australia. Am I right in saying? With the yeah, that's right. We went to, we went to, we went to on a on a world tour. Jimmy Bonfrey took us on a world a world tour, and it was a, a big squad with us. It was a big squad. There was must have must have been eighteen, nineteen players there. I was obviously I was there to gain experience and carry the carry the the the, the kit bags, you know, and um, but. Uh, <laughs> The boys will not like me saying this, but because the boys, uh, the boys have obviously not been away from Amberville, and it was like sweeties in a, it was kids in a, in a sweetie shop, so it was they're all weekend. Jimmy maybe it was as as strict as it should have been, you know, if I'd been fair game, it would never, never, never have happened. But um, the boys, the boys basically weren't fit to play, so 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 I played mystic games because because I was. I was, I was the eat drinking. <laughs> You're the only sober player. Only sober player there, eh? So, really? so, uh, most of the games are, uh, I also had my 18th birthday in Newcastle and, and on the Gold Coast, which is, was, was fantastic. It's a real experience. After Jimmy was there, you, you worked under 
Ali McLeod and Billy McNeil, two top managers. Yeah. What's your memories of working under they two? Um, uh, well, big uh, um, Ali was a nightmare, was he? He didn't. It wasn't. It was. It was a motivator. Didn't get nothing with football, <laughs> but he could motivate boys to to play. You know, he could. He could. We could look look at a player and say, "He's a good player. He was fitting that team there." But he never had any tactics or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he could change the tactics. It was up to the boys to organise themselves. You know, uh, but <clears throat> luckily. Um, I haven't seen that. He did. Uh, he did to get the boys up to a uh, to a stage where they saved us for relegation. And when the, the year they joined us, when uh, Jimmy Bontron resigned, um, he did save us for relegation, and he did win the league cup mm-hmm. uh, against the Celtic two one in extra time. Um, but I'm only only strength that he got the Scottish job because it was a bit yeah, it was definitely a character, you know. It was yeah. But Billy McNeil totally different. Billy was a uh, different class. He's uh, made us um, he made us into the second best team in, in Scotland. That the Rangers were winning everything. I think Rangers won the, the treble that year. And but he was second to everything, second in the league, second in the Scottish Cups. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember about the League Cup, but mm-hmm. but um we were, we were runners up and then and then we joined Greg joining Rangers, big Billy went doing joined the Celtic to so the match and that sort of that. The, the ex um, ex players um, sort of um, matching them for the for John Gregg to uh, go to the Rangers and then Billy went for Billy Celtic to Billy to Celtic again and uh, and then 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 Fergie came in you know I haven't seen that track and he brought in uh, Stevie Archibald you know they were really good players you know Scanlan and a, and a few boys that, um, and then he got he got rid of the boys that. McLeod came in, you know, but McLeod had came in. But I haven't seen that McLeod brought some good players in as well, you know. Sure, yeah. Kennedy. Um, uh, so he, he really Kennedy started to build one, that. One of the main team. ones that Alan McLeod brought in. So Billy McNeil goes down to Celtic, Doug, and then in 1978, ah, Billy, aye. Uh, 1978 the, that... the man you've watched at Eastern <laughs> Park as a laddie, uh, Alex Ferguson comes in. So what, what was it Alex aye, done aye. straight away to... Kind of turn the mentality and get Aberdeen on the. No, yep, 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 yep. everybody. It's a good You know, the suburban suburban side was fantastic. You know, but we used to go down to suburban and get them a doing. You know, but that no, obviously that never registered with them, and they thought uh, I was kept on comparing with all the boys and uh, all the boys that play with suburban. We were like, "What is he on? <laughs> what, 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 what he's been drinking?" You know, but anyway, anyway, um, it was a wee bit. I had a, I had a hard initiation with us because he was um, he was just a young manager, was he? And uh, probably some of the boys who were, even I played against them, I played, I played one of my first reserve games against them, you know, and uh, we'd, all, we'd all played against them, we'd all encountered them, you know, so we were thinking, oh, what have we got here? Plus he left St Mirren, he wouldn't never left St Mirren on good terms, they sacked him because he was um, dipping his hand into, into the cash, was he? He got caught um, stealing money. You oh, know, right. and, and that and that's and we say that's pretty brutal, but that's why that's why you got sacked for pick, you know. And uh, so we were thinking, what we got here, and we were going to the Glasgow, and he'd be he'd be on the bus and be getting after the bus, um, in the city centre, and uh, going to see his lawyer, 
about this case that he's got with St Martin, you know, he, he obviously he, 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 he had a case against him, but um, I think it was uh, a lawful dismissal or something like that, you know. But I, I don't think whatever happened, I think it got, eventually got thrown out and then they, then they settled in. But what we, what he did, what we did realise is that he could, he's a motivator and he could get people to play for him and they, and, they, and he tactically he was, he was different class. Really was, yeah, what, so, we, so we brought us around that way, you know. So it did. What, what was your relationship like with, with Ferguson? Yeah, I think um, I think is um, unless you were an, a very important player to him, um, it was um, very very topsy turvy his relationships with players. You know, he either loved you or he hated you. You know, and there was the in between sort of wasn't it? You know, so um, like I said, the McClish's Mullers and Maitens and that, he wouldn't he wouldn't ever. Um, disparage them, but ever anybody else was up for, for well, it was up for a fair game, you know. But that's just the way he managed, you know. Um, obviously, um, uh, him getting the big job, and um, and Man United, we, we, Aberdeen was a, just a, it was a stepping stone for him, and it was a good grounding for him. With the way he, the way he managed, managed players and that, you know. But um, yeah, he was, but but him, him saying that. He was a great manager, was he? 26 years of my United, you can't say, but great. And, but plus he gave me a bag of medals that I would probably never have got playing anywhere else, you know? Yeah, so, talk about, yeah. talking about medals. Oh, for, you... me, for me, it was, it, was a, it was a fantastic manager, yeah. yeah was. Talking about medals, in 1980 you win the league, 82 you win the Scottish Cup, and then the big one in 83, which uh, you mentioned at the, the intro, the anniversary's coming up. So the Cup winners' Cup final against Real Madrid. What what's your memories of that that run and then obviously the final at Gotham? Oh, the, the the run the run was was as uh, 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 well. You know, you know, we had Seal in the first one, which we which we beat them. I think it was seven seven nil at home, and beat them maybe five two away from him over in Switzerland. And there's a Albanian side that we played. We just beat them one nil. I mean, we played about Albania and we were hanging over our fingernails really. And we managed to keep them out. Um, they were really, it was really aggressive and, and was, was the, for the, for the faint hearted that game because the crowd was right up and but they were, they were, they were absolute pelters. But uh, it was, it was, we ended up beating them 1 0 and then uh, we picked up, uh, uh, I can't remember two of us we did pick up. And then obviously the quarter final, semi final, final, I remember, well, I had no problem, you know, but it was a fantastic run. And um, beating the Germans get us beating um, Bayern Munich get us a lot of confidence because it's the first time we ever beat a German side, you know what I mean? In the in the in, in Europe, and that gave us a lot of confidence. And uh, the way the game went, it was just it was just uh, it was just uh, it was just fantastic game script, you know. So it was um, in the semi final was Watershy from Belgium. And then the big one, I think we, but but the the lead the leading up to the the cup winners cup final was was unbelievable. The the, the whole the whole town was just it was just uh, it was great. It was, you know, it was, it was fantastic. It's magical. Bring back I was magical. Bring back great memories because everybody was everybody was talking about it. You know, everybody was, was talking about the the the, the cup final. 
And you, you mentioned some of the players earlier, Willie Miller, McLeish, Leighton, Strachan, Archibald. What a squad Aberdeen had back then. What was it like to play? Well, Archie, Archie was near there, there at the time. The club sold him in 1980, just after right. winning the first championships. They, um, they went to the Spurs. Went to the Spurs, right? Yeah. It was up front for me. Garth Crooks, he did real well down there. They went to Barcelona. Um, but um, he had a, he had a wealth of players. He, he, brought, he brought in the, um, Peter Weir, which was a was a fantastic signing for us. Ian Scanlon went down to St. Martin and... Um, and Peter Weir came up here, so with them and Strack and Wide, but Peter Weir's on who, who they could, could, could beat them, could make goals and could score as well. And uh, with Simpson and, and Cooper in midfield, which was the sort of the, the engine room for the, for the and, and with strikers, it was called for fun McGee, Black, Hewitt, you know, um, boys that could score at any time, you know, even if we were playing, playing badly. And we knew that we were we were going to win because the boys that could just pop up and score for us, you know. And plus with the the, the sort of defensive um, line we had, we we, we letting in goals and and McLeish and Miller, they were we were not, we never didn't lose a lot of goals, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was with a with a wee a wee recipe there to, to go and win team to go and win games, you know. So it was yeah. And during that time, winning the, the Cup Winners' Cup, just want to touch a little bit on your, your international career. So you managed to earn one cap for Scotland in December 1983. What, what's your memories of the game against Northern Ireland to begin with? One of my proudest moments playing for putting in that, that blue shirt with Scotland, you know. And it was really was fantastic. That night, I remember, it was... Um, I, I can't... We knew that um, Steen was watching... Was uh, uh, watching the players, but there was a lot of players who played with Scotland at the time. You know, it was Leighton, Cleese, Muller, Shark, and Weir, McGee. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> with a with a heap playing in that in that in that team at the time. So I didn't, I didn't realise he was was he was looking at me. So so I never had a particularly good game that day. We were playing Dundee, and Dundee were the boy who was playing white, white uh, right. He was a really good player. He was a good back dude. So it was, uh, and uh, and uh, I ended up in the squad. So you know, so it was, it was a, it was a, really was a surprise, but one of my proudest moments, you know. So it was, um, yeah. so I think there were uh, there was seven players um, playing and on the bench that night for Aberdeen, and I don't think the the rest of Scotland players enjoyed that. So they ended up going to be two 0 but I, 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 I did, I think I did, I did really well that night. You know, it was a, it was a fantastic evening. But um, Windsor Park was in the construction. There was one main part of the park was there was nobody there, and it was it was a horrible night. It was pushing mm. the rain. It was windy, and it was wasn't it a night for for uh, <laughs> for playing football. But um, it was it was I, I, I had a great time. I enjoyed it. I never I never I never went back. So unfortunately, I never got picked again. So but well, I was going to mention that. I could say that I could say that I could say that I played for Scotland, you know. So exactly. Is it is it disappointing? One, one, one of my proudest moments, I must admit, really was. Aye, brilliant, mate. Is it disappointing not to have earned more caps? Just just one of these things, that you know, just one of these things. I, 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 frustrating I, at I, the time. I, obviously, no, not really. You know, because I was I, I felt as always uh, I, I always felt that that was a I was always a journeyman, lucky enough to play in a good team. You know, and um, I played a lot of good teams right now, and so, so um, yeah, 
I was, I was, I was delighted with my worst cap. Disappointed, yeah, disappointed, but obviously you think, oh, I, I would have been, and I'd go at that, yeah, definitely. But it was the debate, so. No. Cool. So moving on for that, your, your time at Aberdeen, what what you managed to achieve? So the Cup Winners' Cup, a Super Cup, two Premier Divisions, three Scottish Cups, and of course the Aberdeenshire Cup. We can't forget that one. So you made uh, 278 <laughs> appearances for Aberdeen. Is there any games or or moments that we've not discussed that, that really stand out for you? Um... Uh, well, there's, obviously, they always remember the game that he scored. He scored in, didn't he? No, I scored twice against St Martin in a midweek game. Um, and then I scored twice against Dundee United the year they won the, the, the championship in 83. And uh, and that was that was special times for me as well. Obviously, the games you look back on, the, the game and get in the quarterfinal against Bayern Munich, that was a fantastic night for Patrodzi. So it was, we were... Um, Plus, you know, Aberdeen fans were not known for being there um, over enthusiastic or, or, or noisy or boisterous, you know, but that night they were, they were fantastic, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a great, that was a great night. And then, then the semi final against Watershire, you know, they beat yeah. them 5 1 yeah. at home. That was, a, that was a great night as well, you know. So, Brilliant. some and great nights at the time. Fast forward a little bit. In 2019, you were inducted into the, the Dons Hall of Fame. That must be a massive honour for you. Yeah, I think um, I, I think it's uh, that was a that was a right surprise, you know. And I thought it was only, only and, um, obviously playing in the Gothenburg team, uh, and uh, and playing the likes of rubbing shoulders with these all these great players, you know. It was, it was uh, and to get the Hall of Fame, well, there you are, yeah, yeah. It was it was really really was fantastic, yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of it, you, you just, it doesn't come along, you know, it's coming along in a, in a lifetime, you know, so, yeah, I was really, I'm really pleased with myself, yeah. Brilliant, mate. And then 1984, you're, you're, you're leaving Aberdeen, and from what I've read, you, you didn't want to leave, is that correct? Yeah, well, but then, then, then Fergie comes into it again, you know, you know Fergie comes into it again, um, Fergie, uh, Fergie, um, when 1988, I'm 24, right? I'm just no, 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 no longer married. And uh, Fergie is working me on a four year contract. He's come to me and says, I can't get a, a big wage. I can't, we've not got a lot of money. He's a, he's a, he's a liar as well. <laughs> we've not got a lot of money in, in there for, for signing on fee, but I'll give you a wee sign on fee, a wee, I'll give you a wee increase in your wages, but you do a testimonial within the next two years. We'll get a testimony for you, so I'm like, yeah, excellent, because I know for a fact that I would fall towards it, you know, 24 is easy. So, see, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it to that, right? So, about the time I was due my coming up for the getting or getting a getting a, 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 a committee together and everything else, he comes out to me and says, You're getting a fucking testimony. <laughs> so, I'm like, Fair enough, there you go. Okay, so, so, um, We'll go and zoom forward to 84. He's going to be in Hungary with all his pals. He liked to go, go in Hungary with all his rich mates. So so we, we wrote down what we were wanting. So I went, I went for it. My, 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 my big reason, my wages. I want a decent sign on fee, right? So he's away. He's away. I'm out of contract. So I'm doing talk to Chelsea, which I'm within my rights because of the Bosman thing, right? I can go doing, if I'm not, if I'm not in contract, I can go and speak to people. So I'm doing 
um, spent the Chelsea night, and he was he was the place to say the least. So he's he's dragged me into the office the first day of training, back pre-season training, right? Dragged me in the office, and it was the it was the say, hey, big man, can I have a word with you? He says, he comes in and says, you fucking my office right away. <laughs> you know that's how he spoke to you. Yeah. I'm a senior, I'm a senior player, I'm 28, and he's telling me to get into his fucking office. You know, I'm like, oh, here we go. So, so I goes in, and he says, what are you doing going to the Chelsea? Speak to him, he says, oh, I'll put him in my right. I'm, I'm not on contract. What's this? You've given me your, you've given me a well, you asked us to write out what we're wanting before we, we've signed a new contract. And he says, you'll be in there now. You're holding the, you're holding the club, they ransom. And it was just, it was cursing sure that made them there. I walked out there, did my training, and then I went back. So, no. so it was, it was, I was sad. It was a sad, I was sad. I was sad the way you left the club. You know, I've been there 12 years as a boy and man, and um, basically kicked me to the door, you know. And then they slaughtered me in the papers as well, which, which is was a bit naughty. Him, but there you are. That's just the way he is. He just, he just couldn't, he just couldn't leave it alone. You know, he was always wanted to have this the last word. But still, a fantastic manager. You know what I mean? Aye. Yeah, you can't change. But, but it, I think I was, I was six years underneath him. I was six years underneath him. I had enough. I had enough of him. You know, hmm. basically. And, so, and you go. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't why I wasn't why to go down there, but mm. uh, the thing was been going down to Chelsea. I've always wanted to go and play in the big clubs, you know, go to Old Trafford and Main Road and and you know, so so I did that. That was good. Right, so you signed for Chelsea in 1984 for 150 thousand, and you make your debut against Arsenal on the opening day of the season. What what was it like going down to play in England? Was it a big change from from playing in Scotland? Yeah, well, the thing is, I've, I was 12 years at Aberdeen Football Club, you know, and you're always, after 12 years, you're always going to make comparisons, you know. Chelsea weren't half the team that, that I've been with, you know, but they were probably superstars. They thought they were superstars, honestly. But then, then yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I was, I, I got what I, what I was wanting, you know. I was wanting to play for, I was wanting to play in England and playing in big clubs, so I got what I was wanting. I had five years doing there. I, I, I really enjoyed myself, but the wife struggled. The wife struggled big time, you know. But I was out playing football with Chelsea, and she was sort of the who's watching the Merlins, you know. So, so it was it was un, uneven, you know. I, I could see that. I could see that now. But that time was having the absolute great time. So it was brilliant, mate. And uh, you played a hundred games for for Chelsea. What what players were at Chelsea during uh, your time there? Um. The, the goalkeeper, uh, Eddie Nesvitsky, uh, uh, Welsh goalkeeper, um, uh, Paul, um, Colin Pates, um, Joe McLaughlin, kick the ball the way you're facing McLaughlin, we Pat Nevin was there, uh, eventually Gordon Jury came down and then um, Kevin McAllister, uh, a youngster, John Miller, he ended up playing with, leaving Chelsea and playing with the Hearts, uh, right fullback I think it was, uh, and there was, ah, there was a lot, a lot of good players, so there was, Kerry Dixon played, uh, he, was, he, was, he used to score for fun, Kerry, you know, quick, quick, yeah, and he could, he could score goals. Um, who else? We Speedy, we um, David Speedy. Yeah, you Scottish know? boy, yeah. Aye, well, English lad, but he played for Scotland, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, Pat Nevin there as well. Pat, Pat was there, aye, Pat was aye. there at the time, aye. Pat, um, John Bumstead, really good players, but... Um, 
they wouldn't, they wouldn't have to say Derby, you know. But there you are. You just you pay your money to take a chance, you know. That's it. And then you leave Chelsea in between eight, 87 and 89. You have spells at Shrewsbury, Brighton and Fulham. Um, yeah. Any memories of your time at, at those three clubs, Doug? Yeah, well, we got we got promotion with Brighton, uh, with Brighton. So I was I was I was the captain at Brighton, and I got promotion. So um, unfortunately, uh, I fell out with the manager. <laughs> it was very very temperamental, obviously. Uh, and then I moved to Shrewsbury uh, with Ian McNeil, who was up there. But I never lasted long at Shrewsbury. It was uh, it was uh, it was too. It was quite fraught, Shrewsbury, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was, but uh, then I moved back to Brighton and then started playing my film. Film was fantastic. I love film. I was, I was captain at film there as well. Uh, that was, that was a fantastic club under, uh, uh, under the manager. It was Ray Lunton. Remember, right. he was yeah, assistant yeah. manager yeah. To, the, to the English manager. Yeah. Maybe a few years ago. And uh, uh, he was he was different class. He was really good. I liked him. And uh, and then came up and joined the Edo family. Aye. So on the 18th of July, 1989, for £25,000, it's announced in the papers and the headline is, I've come home. Rugby's back. So you joined them. <laughs> how, how did the move come about to, to join your, your boyhood club? Well, I was um, really with... Um, um, I, I, I said, really looking to insist on my wife. I'm not really enjoying England. I was really enjoying England, but the wife was struggling. So I said, I'll have to come back up the road. So I moved, I moved it up the road. And then I was available for, for signing. So um, big loose came in for this, yeah. The one thing, though, that, that kind of time at Dunfermline, it was a really exciting time, wasn't it? You signed along with... Yeah, well, I just... You got it. It just been promotion. Did it just you know got promoted, didn't it? And they were going to the Premiership for and and uh, and survival was was a big thing for them, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's and that's what uh, that, that I ended up uh, actually surviving that year. So it was, it was that was really good. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a wee bit. Um, it was a wee bit. Um, um, a wee bit. Uh, there was a. Uh, uh, a managerial um, change over then. Lee stepped up the up to the up to the directorship and, and Ian Monroe came in. Ian Monroe, you know him, remember him? Ian yeah, Monroe. I do. I was going to touch on that. And but going back to the day you signed, you signed along beside Stuart Rafferty, Jimmy Nicholl, and George oh, Boyle. Oh, Raff, aye. Three, three aye, fantastic aye. players. What What's your memories of these guys when when you joined the club? Oh well, well Jimmy Nick was he was a different class, didn't he? He was really was, was the old sort of um, played um, played at every every level imaginable, you know. Um great a great um professional, you know, we George Bill just coming into the coming into the club and making a name for himself. And the and the Raf he was he was a fantastic player, was he? The Raf. He was just the it was the Raf can fade Motherwell today or something like that. I think, I think it was Dundee or Motherwell, yeah. Yeah, and then I don't know if you remember much about this, but on the twelfth of August nineteen eighty nine, your debut is against Dundee at a packed East End Park. It's a two one one. Do you remember much about your, your debut at East End? Yeah, it was, was yeah, so um, yeah, but 
uh, the game was a beautiful day, and and when it went to one, it was an important start for us, wasn't it? Really was, and uh, yeah. What was it a bit of a strange feeling for you being obviously a, a Dunfermline supporter as a boy, and here's you all these years later playing at a packed East End and in the sunshine. Yeah, it was uh, well. Well, I think it's I've played at East End before when we've been winning the Scottish Cup, um, the semi-final and the final was played at East End. So, so, and uh, and uh, training or training, uh, I think I was training Monday and Thursday night for for the for the three years when I was, when I was thirteen and sixteen, and we were running around the park. So we, we, I knew I knew the park, you know, I knew the park like right the back of my hand. So <laughs> yeah, so it was it wasn't really that strange, you know. And that season, like I said, there's such a good squad. And there's a real buzz about the place. The average home gate that season was ten thousand nine hundred and seventy-eight. So did that? Did that have a real uh, like rub off on the players? Just the the whole yeah. The I think, I think um, because the East End Park's quite compact and the, or, or the supporters run topy, you know. So it was it was quite intimidating for other teams to come and play, you know. So yeah, it was. Um, oh, the fair, um, I just remember this fan. This fan Cosmo. Remember yeah, him? he came in that season. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he, and he came in and played. He was he was a fantastic player. So it was he was really was good. He he joined maybe um, just to, just before just after the start of the season, didn't he? Yeah, this yeah, fan, this fan. He was he was a real good player. I'll I'll touch on a game with this fan uh, in just a second. But your first goal, uh, the newspaper headlines was Rugby rocks the Rovers. So you got your first goal for Dunfermline against Wraith Rovers in the League Cup. Do you remember that one? Ah, uh, can't know. Was it a header? Header, yeah, and a three-one-one in August eighty-nine. And then so you scored. Nice. You scored just after that again against Hibs on the 29th of August. Uh, Hibs, uh, that was that was it. That was the League Cup. I near post, I near post corner. I uh, that was that was that was a fantastic game. That game, we were up one 0 and and they were pounding us and they, they equalised. They went into extra time and we we, we just snatched it at, at death. No, that was that was a good game. Going to going to Easter Road and getting a result, and, you know, on, on that park, that slope park, it was it was a good uh, it was a good game. So, and you spoke about this fan Cosma. So there was a game I'm 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 keen to to ask what your memories are of on the 14th of October '89. We we beat Saint Mirren five one, and Cosma scores a an unbelievable hat trick. Aye, what's your memories of that day? Yeah, yeah, you're leading up to the the the, the incident with with we Monroe, are you? I've heard, a, I've heard a few stories, yeah. mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 I was, uh, we were, we were, I think we were 1-0 up and that gave away a free kick um, on the right-hand side. I think if, how I was on the right-hand side. I'm no idea. But I gave away a free kick and, and scored directly for the free kick. And me and Monroe tried to blame me for the for the goal, you know. So at half-time we came in, I think it was 2-1 at half-time. I can't remember. Either 1-1 each or 2-1, I can't remember. And so we were always blaming me for this, this, this gave me this free kick, and of course I was sitting there. It was the man. I don't think it was my fault. So I've, I've, I've lunged for him, you know. But he's, uh, he's, I've got, I've, I've chased him in the pan. I couldn't get a word of him either. Couldn't get a word. So I couldn't. He was like, he's touching me like this. I've chased him. The boys have got me, dropped me away. So um, thankful for it. Whoever the boys came, dropped him back there. So it would have been, but, oh, yeah, and then, that's and then Cosma scores a hat trick. What's your memories of that? Oh, the second half, eh? King comes at the second, second half, and we give him a do now. Eh? So, so obviously, um, the 
the the the boys were buzzing there to me trying to give me my no idea. Talking about talking about Ian Munro, that that was a really funny season with the, the kind of co-management of Jim Leishman and Ian Munro. How how was that working for you guys as players? Um well for me I hated my me Munro's guts because uh, he was a sneaky little shit. Uh, excuse my French, that's the only way I could, could describe him. But um, and then then I got released after that. But we, we were all got rid of me because Rose wanted me there because I was because I think it it, it was um, very intimidated with me and rightly so because I wouldn't give him the, the, the wouldn't give him the, the time of day. But there you go. That's me. That's my opinions on him. Ah, it was quite uh, from speaking to the other players. It was quite difficult um, for players who to go to, and it was just a bit of a messy situation. Behind the scenes, yeah, it? it was. It was messy. Um, um, he 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 stabbed um, Big Leishman in the back, so he did, and he got the the manager's job, and Leishman got sent upstairs, and he was he wasn't having the ending of the day with the picking the team and everything, which was wrong, because he was the manager. Beam and Rose stabbed him in the back, and thinking how they how they how they how they uh, he took over, how he got allowed to take over, but that's what happened. Him and Phil Bonneman, was Phil Bonneman, his assistant. Think, yeah, he was over. there, yeah. Aye. yeah. Aye, he took over. And I think uh, was, he, couldn't, um, he couldn't manage it. It was just intolerable for him, which I couldn't understand. But a wee, a wee, a wee, um, a wee naff like that, um, um, stabbing him in the back, you would, you would think you would, you would need. And then after, I think I can, did he leave after that? I can't, I can't remember, but that's what happened anyway. We man not stabbed him in the back. We are Flow Digital Pharmacy, and we are proud to sponsor the Walking Down the Holbeath Road podcast. Our easy-to-use app is a convenient way to access your NHS prescription medication, and our team of trained pharmacists are helping thousands of people to access the support and medication they need. If you're registered with a GP who's based in England, you can use the Flow app to securely and conveniently send them NHS medication requests and arrange delivery to a location of your choice at a time that suits you. This means you can avoid the hassle of contacting your GP and making unnecessary round trips to eventually collect your prescription. Find out more at weareflow, spelled P-H-L-O. That's weareflow.com. Yeah, and going back, rewind a wee bit, that season uh, in November 1989, we we draw 1-1 at Fur Park against Motherwell and we go top of the league. What What's your memories of that? Not the league, I who were, who were at, at, at Motherwell, and it's always hard to go to Motherwell and uh, and and get a result, you know. And we were we're, we're doing nicely, we're doing nicely. The boy um, sitting in half, who was big Nori. Yeah, yeah, McCarthy, Nori McCarthy. More Nori McCarthy, I. He was walking, yeah. was one kick, and he tried to hit it at back, and he missed. I think he was measure, and he was sitting forward, went on and scored, you know. So one nil doing, we're thinking. You know, because the, the, they were we were we were, we were capable of getting them a doing, you know. But they with them getting a goal, the the confidence came right back into it again. But um, uh, we kept it one 0 They kept us. I think we were doing really well. We were pressing them. Kept us in one 0 at half time. They came in the second half, and then we scored late on the late in the second half. I think I, I I I think I made that goal because I I, I was up on the left and I got a cross in and we scored somebody scored I can't remember who scored Ross Jack yeah. got the goal. Was Ross Jack scored the header? Was it? Aye. I, I, I think it was Acrostic and then headed it in. 
And uh, that was a fantastic moment for us because we were, we were top of the league. We got a better draw. We ended up getting a draw at Motherwell, which is hard for us to go and get a, get a result. And so we were quite, we were quite pleased with ourselves, most of it. Was, yeah. was there a belief yeah. after that, Doug, that the, obviously the, the aim for that season was survival, but sitting top of the league in November, was there a belief after that we could really achieve something that season? <laughs> we, were, we were a good side, but we were, we were, um, we were um, middle, middle of the table, you know, and to be top of the league was, uh, was, was, was fantastic, really, you know, being top of the league at that time. And it was, uh, it was just shows you that funny things happen in football, you know. But we were always going to be a, a middle, middle of the table team, you know, fine for, fine, probably fine for survival every year, mm. you know. But um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a good squad. It was a really enjoyable times, you know. Good, a good bunch of lads. When you're talking, when you take, take, take a, talk about all the lads, that we, we really had quite a lot of good players in that team, you know. We really did. Who were you close to in that team, Doug? Who was your your good mates at that point? I'm not. I'm, I'm not really. I have, I'm. I'm not really that sociable. That's <laughs> also. I'm not really that sociable. Be so you, you, um, you weren't going out to Lorraine. Uh, so no. I was kept myself to myself. Really did. <laughs> um, and I think uh, that's just what, what what I've always done. You know, what I've always done. Uh, um, but because the boys were, the boys were, were comfy all over, all over the place, you know, it's not like Aberdeen that, they, that we can maybe go out for a for a for a meal or a, or a drink for it with the with the with the wives or the or the or the, or the players because everybody's widespread on it. And the boys come for Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the Dundonians boys were a couple of boys for Dundee and and there was uh, comfy were plus weren't they? they were, were all over. So there weren't really a lot there wasn't a lot of boys actually staying in Dunfermline or mm-hmm. or quite near Dunfermline, you know. So so it was hard to socialise with, with players, you know. Because once you once you've you played the game, you went home to your to your loved ones, you know, weren't you? So Yeah. Yeah. Well that, that season the club finished eighth in the Premier League, uh, but only five points off fourth. And then you played your last game against Hearts on the 14th of April, 1990. You, you kind of touched on it earlier, but I, t- I take it you didn't want to leave the club after just one season? No, no, I was, no, I think, uh, obviously it was me and Monroe got rid of me. He was, wasn't wanting me there. I can, I can understand why, you know. But, um, yeah, but uh, I think it was um, the contract that I signed. It was um, a year, and then a provisional for a year, and they could take up and uh, take up on the re, and they, they never took it up. So, so I was a, ended up being a free agent, you know. So, well, you played thirty six games for the the Pars. Is there any any games that season that that really stand out for you? Well, the the semi final against the Rangers. That was that was that was that was a that was a special. Day. You know, going to going to going to Hampden Park and playing for, for the Pars against the Rangers. Although we we got to do in that night, you know. But um, but that was that was really enjoyable, you know. It just shows that that that, that um, a, a club after look at look at um, Emmanuel Scali Thistle this year, you know, you know what I mean. Clubs and doing well in, in cups is that's the that's the beauty of the is the beauty of the the cup um, cup games, isn't it? It's the the romance of the cup, is it? You know, so it's no, that that was good. I enjoyed that, yeah. In July nineteen ninety, you like you say, you you get released. And you head up north to Montrose in a kind of coaching player coaching role. Tell us a little yeah, bit player, 
about that. Uh, well, I was basically player manager to be truthful, yeah. But um, yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, but uh, restricted, uh, restricted um, uh, money. The players were the the best players I had. But um, we managed to get um, promote, promotion that year. In your first season, you won the second division. So what's your memories of winning? Really, for the, yeah. the players that we had. Yeah, that was that was really good. We were um, we had a we really had a slow start, you know, because I think the, the boys were the boys didn't really believe in, in what I was trying to put over, you know. And I was trying to encourage them to play, you know, play football, set things up, and and the and the and the proper proper fashion, get the ball and get the ball in, uh, and play some football. You know, they were used to just getting the ball and uh, get it, taking the taking the leather off it. But um, eventually, we got to a stage where we were playing a lot of good stuff. You know, we were playing a lot of good stuff and we were making lots of chances and we are scoring goals. We are scoring goals at home and away from him, you know, which was which was really encouraging. And then we went on a run for the last one every game. I think we, um, the, the team that won the, the league that year beat us at, at Montrose. And that was, only, that was the only sort of hiccup we had. And the rest of the teams we all, we all beat. You know, but anyway, so um, but uh, we got promotion to the first, you know, but um, unfortunately, because we hadn't had the, had the money, you know, we, were, we were playing like again, we we're in, in the first division, uh, 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 we were playing good stuff, but we couldn't score, couldn't score a goal, and they needed to get a striker, need to get a need to get a buy a striker. I was, uh, I was uh, trying to bring. Uh, Stevie Cowan, remember Stevie Cowan? Yeah, ex Aberdeen, ex Hibs. Yeah. Yeah, ex Aberdeen, ex Hibs. Stevie Cowan was bright. We'll try to bring him in. But um, the, the, wee, the wee chairman um, was, wasn't buying it for, for whatever reason. Stevie's fitness wasn't great, and I wasn't worried about his fitness. I wasn't wanting to be, I was wanting him to stick the ball in the net, and, and he, could stick, he could score. He could score, you know. That's what we wanted. But unfortunately, we, we never got there. We never, we never managed to secure them, and uh, we ended up we couldn't score goals. We were getting the odd, the odd win, and maybe in five, and we were this, we were, we were bottom of the league. I think second bottom, third bottom, uh, and then yeah. at Christmas the, I got sacked. You know, but there you go. One, <laughs> one player I wanted to ask you about who ended up coming to Dunfermline a few years later and become a bit an icon was Evo Dembeeman. What's your memories of Big Evo? Oh, he was a good player. I took him. I took him in under my wing, and he was he was a real good player. So it was, yeah, he did well. He did well for us. He did well for Dundee. I think he did well for for the family as well, didn't he? He did, mate. Yeah, he yeah. did well. He did. Hello, hello. How many seasons did was it with with Pars? Evo was with us for I think about five years. Aye, aye. Yeah. For that, yeah. You know, he was a good player. So he was, he was, he was strong. He was quick. He was good, and he had good touch. Man, a good, he had a good sense about the, about the game. Is he Dutch? He was Dutch, Dutch, yeah. He's Dutch, yeah. He's back in Holland at the moment. When he was playing with the Gable Endies, he was um, doing his uh, university up here, you know. Mm. And uh, yeah, he did, ah, he, did, he did really well for us. So he did. Brilliant. So after uh, your, your time at, at Montrose, you, you joined Huntley. And you have a really successful time there winning the Highland League, the Highland League Cup, and the Aberdeenshire Cup. And you finished playing in 1996 after 24 years. What's, what's your memories of your, your time at Huntley? 
Uh, I think it was fantastic. I, was, uh, I think it was there first, um, uh, no seven full seasons, but seven seasons, you know. And um, <laughs> it was fantastic, you know. It was, that's all days because your um, manager was um, the next manager Aberdeen. Uh, Stevie Parson. Um, Stevie Parson, I'm talking about. Stevie Parson put, uh, put together a really good side. You know, and uh, with uh, with um, uh, big Gary White, um, Stevie Lennox, um, with a lot of good players. There, Johnny Gardner was in goals, and um, uh, boy, should make maybe again. Um, it was it was a really good side. We had ended up. Um, I think when the first year I was there, we won the league cup, you know, a league cup or a qualifying cup, one or two, and then after that we, we were we found our, we found our side and we won the won five league championships in the trot, which has never been done before. And Stevie went up and he was I was, was there was there two championships, uh, maybe two or three, two two championships, and then he went up to. Managing in Venice, Cali Thistle, and then I took over player manager one, two, and then uh, when we were going into one of my fifth, I got sacked again. And I'll be and I'll be um, and I'll be uh, um, chairman that uh, <laughs> and I never had much to I haven't got much respect for. Um, but actually, with the uh, Fox Shands, was chairman, best chairman I ever had, you know. But um, another boy came in for Huntley, for North Elgin, he was, he thought he was the manager. <laughs> he thought he was the manager, so he did. He was trying to tell me what I should do then, what I should do, and I just told him to, no, I'm not buying that, so exactly. So, was management yeah. something you wanted to do after playing Duke? Was that something management, you Management, no, not particularly, no, not particularly, but um, no, management is uh, uh, really rewarding when you, when you can get the boys to, um, to partake in your in your in your um, the way you want to play, you know. But um, it can be a wee bit, it can be a wee bit sp- spoon feeding, you know. Especially if the younger players are no, if they're no switched on, that you know, you're, you're spoon feeding them and it gets a wee bit frustrating. But uh, apart from that, yeah, yeah. But I did, I, I did my bit up in the Highland League, you know. Brought in a lot, of, brought in a lot of good, lot of players, and. and uh, and actually, the Highland League was really good. It was really good social, you know. We missed the player, missed the boys who were from from um, Aberdeen. The Rock Tunesers, and we used to travel up um, um, during the week for training, and then travel up the every, every game was a away game. So, so we used to take the the supporters up in the in the team bus with us. So it was really it was quite social. Really, it was a good social. It was a good bus because we were always winning. So it was good. brilliant. You then had a, a season at Cove Rangers before uh, retiring from football. So what what did uh, Doug Rugby do after football? What what have you been up to? Well, the thing the thing is with 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 the, with the, with the Cove um, game, with the Cove thing, I had to go back and, and go to I was I was doing an instrument designer's job in um, in oil and gas, right? And to go contract, I was staffed with a good group. And to go contract, I need that match and see electrical engineering. So I had to go back to college to, to, um, to go back to, to, to get that, right? To get that um, that certificate so I could go contract. But I had so many boys up there, the football, the, the, the wife, the kids, the garden, the house, you know. 
Uh, so I decided that um, after the after a year in Cove that I would give it up because um, I basically had to go back to study. So um, after you asked me what I did after, after I got my HNC, I went contract on the oil gas. I was an instrument designer. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was really good going contract. And I did 15 years, uh, 25 years in the oil and gas, 15 years as a contractor. So um, almost 10 years as a staff at the group. And yeah, I was, yeah, I did. 25 years of I mean, me, I was only, was only full time for 19, you know. So it was, you, after your football career, you've got a, you've got the, an hour, you've got an hour lifetime to work, you know. So, yeah, so that's what I did. Brilliant. Did and, and um, reflecting back on your football so, career. With the, with, the, with, the with, the, with the instrument engineering, you have to go offshore and that. So I had to, I had to get, get, the, get my offshore certificates and whatnot. And, and then, and we were doing when we were offshore, we were doing sort of surveys for putting new in, in, instrumentation into into the into the platform, you know. So that was that was me. That was tw twenty five years now in gas after football. Super, mate. And like I said, reflecting back on your football career, what what are those special moments you you look back? Obviously, your your time at Aberdeen is just an absolute fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. The games that you games that you win stuff, you know. Um, Thankfully, I've got a lot of a lot of a lot of, a lot of um, games to to go back on here yeah? because of the certainly so the era here. To Chelsea, I, I was uh, I played at Wembley against Man City in the in the full members cup. The full members cup was when England were thrown out of Europe. Remember after the high school was a high school. Um, with the Liverpool and Juventus, Liverpool and Juventus. I think yeah. it was and. Uh, and then for about three, maybe three years, we Europe for three years. So they had to get a fill of that void that was there. So they brought in a full members. So it was a full member who was the first and second divisions that went into it. And so we ended up playing at Wembley against Man City. And Big Billy was the manager in Man City at the time. So that was that was quite interesting, you know. Yeah, so we, we, we won 5-3, 5-4, 5-4 we won, 5-4 at the final. It's good. Uh, obviously, Brighton was. I really, really enjoyed Brighton, Fulham, Dunfermline. My true. I really enjoyed my, my time in football. Must have So brilliant, mate. Uh, just to, to wrap up, we we do have a little top five. Uh, this applies to your time at Dunfermline only. So the first one is the most memorable game that you can remember playing in. For Dunfermline. Aye. Yeah. Dunfermline. Uh, yeah. But well, it must be the. It must be the. Must be the the, the one at East Road. We went down there and we beat them two one after the extra time. Obviously, when you when you when you score, it's always it's always special, isn't it? You know. So, brilliant, mate. Who who was your best mate at the club? I spent a lot of time as as Van Cosmo. Must admit, yeah, yeah. And the Ralph was he was he was a nice lad. And uh, uh, there's a boy fade and uh, he's played right. Wide right, and I can't remember his name. It was quite, it was quite funny. So it was Ray Sharp. That's terrible. That. Uh, no, no, I was the, no, I was the Ray. I was the, it was an Arab boy, a Dundonian boy. Paul um, Smith. Could be Paul Smith. No, no, it was the Smudger. No, it was the Paul. Oh fuck! What have I done? What have I done? What have I done? I've knocked you off. I oh, yeah. can still hear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, which is available on all popular platforms such as Apple iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Thanks to our guest in this episode of Walking Down the Hobbyth Road, this podcast was produced by Jan Mokiewicz and music supplied by Stuart Dusty Miller. We look forward to speaking to another former part in the next episode.